listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, from Rochester, New York. I'm Rick Benson. Welcome into the BTG studio and the Beyond the Game program. Along with Zach Barletta, we are glad to have you with us for what is the final show before Christmas. Check out our website, btgprogram.com, or follow us on social media at BTG Program. Coming up, I think we have a pretty good show. I think the next 27 minutes or so will be well spent right here. We'll talk with the men's basketball coach from Roberts Wesleyan College, Mark Salagis. Plus, what is your favorite Christmas movie? We'd love to hear from you. Tweet at us at BTG Program. Zach and I are going to give you ours. And, of course, we'll tell you what it is that we like this week in sports. But let's get you to this week's Red Hawks recap as well as a special Christmas message from us. And then we'll get into the rest of the show with the bestly bearded producer in all of faith-based sports talk radio. That being Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game Program. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Here is your Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Thursday, December 20th. The Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. It was a tale of two stories last weekend as the women's basketball team dropped a pair of road games while the men's team won a pair. The ladies lost at New York Institute of Technology last Friday evening 60-49 before also falling at LIU Post on Sunday 80-67. Junior Emily Miller came up with yet another double-double against NYIT with 12 points to go along with 10 rebounds and then scored 26 more points on Sunday against Post. Freshman Dimitri Gixani was this week's ECC Rookie of the Week thanks to her 12-point performance against NYIT and then a double-double of her own as she scored 16 points and recorded 11 rebounds against Post. There was one more game this past Wednesday before the holiday break and the women dropped their fourth straight, falling to Lake Erie College 76-70 to drop to 4-6 and six overall. Miller led all scorers for the game with 24 points while senior Taylor Bino added 12 points to go along with a great defensive effort, grabbing 9 rebounds and recording 6 steals. For the men, junior Isaiah Lewis scored 18 points and senior Peyton McLaurin had his first double-double of the season with 14 points and 10 rebounds as the Red Hawks defeated New York Institute of Technology on Friday, 92-67. The men then followed that up with their second conference win in a row on Sunday, defeating LIU Post 81-69. Lewis once again led all scorers with 20 points on 8 of 16 shooting from the field at 3 of 7 from behind the arc. Stay tuned because coming up in just a few minutes on the Beyond the Game program, we'll be talking with the head coach of the men's team, Mark Salagis. Because of the winter break, Roberts Wesleyan athletic teams won't be back in action at home until after the new year. The women's basketball team will host St. Michael's College on Friday the 4th at 2 p.m. and then will host St. Anselm College the next day on Saturday, January 5th at 1. The men's team will host Franklin Pierce University on Tuesday the 8th at 3 p.m. You can follow all the action, home or away, at their website, robertsredhawks.com. And, of course, you can always follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter, at RWC Redhawks, 
This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Hey folks, Benson here. Both Zach and myself want to take a moment and thank you for your support throughout this year and to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. I hope you'll take an opportunity this season to pause and reflect on what Christmas is all about. To paraphrase Psalm 4610, to be still and know that He is God. You see, all of us are sinners, and because we are, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us, so much so that He sent His Son to die on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt of all our sins. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is what Christmas is really all about. God sending us His Son to make for us a path to eternal life, the free gift of forgiveness of sins. The birth at Bethlehem happened, so the cross at Calvary would as well. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity in hell. 1 Timothy 2.4 says he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. After his birth in the manger, Jesus lived a perfect life. And though he didn't have to, since of course he had never sinned, he gave his life on the cross to pay the cost of your sins and mine. But there's more to it than that. Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death and making it possible for us all to go to heaven as a result of his righteousness, if only we accept that free gift. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people. God's grace is freely available to everyone. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Pray to God and tell him that you know you're a sinner. Tell him you believe that Jesus died on the cross and start a new life, repenting from sins and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. I hope this Christmas season is your very best one ever and one that sees you grow closer to God. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. Mark Salagis is the head coach in the men's basketball team at Roberts Wesleyan College. He joins us now on the BTG studio line. Welcome in, Coach. So glad to have you on the program. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, looking forward to talking with you a little bit. Now, you follow Rob McCoy, who retired after 16 years. He's a guy that you spent nearly 10 years coaching alongside he was not only the longest tenured coach at Roberts at the time when he stepped down, but he's also the winningest in program history with two NCCAA Final Four appearances. Does that put any pressure on you in taking over a program that has such consistency for so many years? You know, it, it's funny just because there's pressure in the sense of you're following a guy that you know has been, done a fantastic job of being the face of the program here for so long, uh, and especially somebody that was an alumni and came to school here. Uh, you know, he's, I've learned so much from him and he's just been a great influence on me and, and really how to treat people and show people, uh, you know, from a basketball perspective, you know, it's one of those things where I'm a big believer in if you're preparing and, you know, not just doing the normal nine to five kind of preparation, if you're really making sure you put the time in and putting the extra work to where you feel like you've accomplished and, and gone through everything you could, then I don't really see, 
much pressure after that because you've done what you can do. You've done it to the best of your ability. And, you know, after that, you just got to make what you believe is the right decision and kind of have the guts to live with it. Coach McCoy announced his decision rather late, which, if I understand that right, means that currently you're working as the interim coach. Does that make things any more or less challenging for you as it relates to the players? With the current players right now, uh, not as much just because I was a big part of recruiting the new guys that came in this year and the guys that have been here have seen me in the coaching you know, light the last few years or year that they've been here. So, you know, they all bought in right away and I made it a point to meet with them as a team and individually just to let them know that, you know, here's the situation. There's going to be the interim check. This is what they're going to plan to do at the end of the year. Um, but I wanted them to know up front that in no way, shape or form is that going to affect how I make decisions or what decisions I want to make for them and, and for the team because uh, it's not about me really keeping the job or getting the job. It's more about them learning and growing in this experience. So I made that up front with them early on. And the one part that does play a little bit of role in is for recruiting. You know, kids these days are very internet savvy. They go online, they see that, uh, and or the parents see it, that I'm the interim, and they kind of ask questions about it. And, you know, I say, yeah, that, that's what it is right now. And uh, here's what the situation could be if I don't get the job. But I just want them to know that the reason they should be making this decision is, you know, for basketball somewhat, but for the school. You know, I went to this school so I can vouch for what it does as far as educating you in character as well as in your uh, pr- profession that you're going for. And I just tell them, hey, it's a great school. You- you'll enjoy it. You'll like it. And you'll be a part of it. And I hope to be a part of it as well. But things can happen to where that's not the case. And here's what would happen if that does occur. We're talking with Mark Salagis, head coach of the men's basketball team at Roberts Wesleyan College. Coach, you played professionally in the UK. You actually had contract offers in hand when you made the decision to go into coaching. I I imagine that must have been a difficult choice considering how much you love to play the game. What went into that decision for you to become a full-time coach and what role did your faith have, if any at all, in that choice? You know, to this day, you know, just from a personal standpoint, that was probably the hardest decision I've had to make. You know, I love the game. I still pretty much play it. And it's just been such a big part of my life and influencing me that it was very difficult. You know, when the Roberts made the decision to go NCAA Division Two, I knew how difficult it was to get into coaching. And I knew that, you know, that's going to mean something if this is something I want to do uh, as a future profession. Ultimately, what the decision came down to was, you know, playing-wise, it was more a personal, you know, I don't want to say selfish choice because I don't think anybody would look at me wrong if I was like, hey, I'm going to play for me. Um, I was getting more out of it than I was kind of giving to everybody around it. And for me, basketball has done so much for me that I feel like I owe it uh, to the game and to what it has taught me to go back into coaching and try to use what I've learned um, from basketball that's helped me in life and translate that and teach that down to the young men or, or uh, young women as who have been coaching or, or seen and kind of give that to them and give back to it. And I look at that from a faith-based standpoint as, you know, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than myself. It's bigger than what I always want to do. Uh, and if I can go out and help people and teach and help them grow, not only in their sport or in life, but in a faith aspect as well, then that's what it's all about. Back on June 1st, something very significant happened, which as far as I know, puts you in fairly exclusive company. Can you tell us about that day and how long it took you to accomplish the feat of having dunked in all 50 of these great United States? Uh, yeah, you know, this, this was a, it's, some people say it's a strange goal, but, you know, back about 
12 years ago, I was talking to one of the players on our one of our road trips, Dan Foley, who was an outstanding player for us back then. Uh, we were just talking about how many states we had been to and going through all that, and then that led into how many states have we dunked on. And then somehow, some way, we just went to, hey, we should try to dunk in all 50 states. And we really didn't think nothing of it. You know, we might get one or two here or there in the next couple of years. But then, you know, I just was like, hey, you know, that'd be a really cool idea to – to get and to see all the states and then just have something as a goal for each one that I go into is something to kind of look for. And so lo and behold, I just, I made the decision like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And in June, I was actually, you know, blessed with the opportunity to go to Hawaii to get my 50th one. And, and you know, it was a, it's a cool goal to have. It was a cool thing to accomplish. And like I said, I was blessed to be able to still, uh, you know, have the jumping ability to dunk. Cause I don't know how many years it would have went. And I knew the time wasn't on my side, but it, it's taken, geez, 12 or 13 years is to get them all in. So it was fun. It was a great adventure, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Once again, we're talking with Roberts Wesleyan head basketball coach Mark Salagis. Let's talk about the team just a little bit. Junior Isaiah Lewis, he's leading the team in scoring, averaging right around 13 points a game, I think it is. Senior Peyton McLaurin leads Roberts in both blocks and rebounds. Are those the guys that you most look to for leadership on the court. And can you talk about the team a bit and maybe some of the men whose names perhaps we should know? Yeah, you know, Peyton and Zay, you know, they're two of the 15 guys that we have on the roster. And they're two captains. They're two guys that play some good minutes. They're a little older. You know, Zay's a junior and Peyton, like you said, is a senior. Uh, those are two guys that I look for as more of a calming influence. You know, they're steady. They don't really get up too high or too low. They're usually pretty consistent with their contributions. Um, and they're both very skilled, and they lead, you know, not not only through example, but vocally, uh, and the things they do and how they carry themselves. And, you know, the two of four of our captains, the other two are Gene Toussaint and Justin Vaughn, who, again, same type of theme, and they lead through, you know, their culture building and their energy and their effort and the skills they bring onto the court. But, you know, everybody has the role on our team. You know, we have a couple of red shirt players that just bring significant energy day in, day out. You know, they know they can't play and that frustrates them, but they're willing to take the sacrifice and put all their energy into motivating other guys and getting them going, which is huge. Uh, you know, other guys right now, Armand Nasiri and Fope Okuyiga and, you know, Jordan Henry and Reggie Clark and Amantis Gutkovas and Pleasant Foy, guys that, you know, are on our roster, some maybe not getting as many minutes as they want, but they're doing a great job of pushing uh, the guys that are in the in the roles of getting more minutes and they're kind of fighting for more. You know, we got Brendan Bannon and Peyton Olson and Amari Lee and Eric Lewis are the rest that kind of round up our, our total of 15. And it's it's good because we, we don't have that team where you're going to have one guy that's scoring 25, 30 points a night and we're kind of playing through him. We got a group of eight or nine guys at any given day, any one of them for, could go for 25, 30. And every game it's usually somebody different. So I like that fact and we – we share that well, and the, the the captains, like you mentioned, Zay and, and Peyton and Gene and Justin, they do a great job of feeding that to the team and making sure that they know that that's what it's all about for us. Coach, can you share with us a little bit about your story? When was it that Christ first became real in your life? How did that happen? For me, you know, I grew up in, in a Catholic household. You know, I did communion and confirmation in Sunday school when I was younger, and then our, our parents, you know, didn't force us to go. They wanted us to make the decision for ourselves you know, a little later on into middle school and high school. And, you know, me and my brothers really didn't go, uh, to be quite honest. And then right around 11th, 12th grade, uh, more so into my senior year in high school, there was a few of my buddies from the basketball team at the public school I went to that 
you know, asked me if I wanted to go with them to a young life group uh, in the area. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? And check it out. And that was kind of a, a big thing for me at the time that I was doing something different. I was going, didn't really know what I, it was all about. Uh, went, enjoyed myself, you know, had some free food and games and whatnot. <laughs> and so, you know, that was kind of my first push into uh, a Christian lifestyle and, and, and seeing and learning some new things that maybe I didn't learn back in Sunday Bible school when I was in kindergarten or preschool. Uh, and it kind of kept going there. I started hanging out with that group. We started doing Bible studies and different devotionals and all that stuff. And that carried over with me to the point where I got to Roberts and to the point where I'm at uh, now in that it just means something to me. You know, it's, it keeps telling me day in, day out that things are bigger than myself, that they're bigger than basketball. And that's what we really got to value above all else. Um, and pretty much I, I always look at it as if I didn't play basketball with this team and my teammates didn't encourage me to come with them, you know, who knows where I could have gone. You never know in any given day what decision you're going to make until you actually make that decision. So um, I was just blessed to have friends that were looking out for me and asking me to do something and encouraged me to go and did it in a way that wasn't trying to force me or push me or, or make it weird for me. And uh, that was really, like I said, when it, it became um, something important to me. And I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm progressing, and I'm just very thankful for that. Well, amen. Thanks for sharing. Before I let you go, how, how can our listeners pray for you? <laughs> pray, for, uh, pray for me to ha have safe travel for my family that, that's coming to visit for this holidays. Pray for you know, our team, for them to have safe travel, to get with their families and to enjoy this uh, wonderful time of the holidays. Um, and then they can just kind of pray for us for the season, just have a healthy uh, and long-lasting year. And that guys just kind of, they learn in basketball, but they also do well in their studies and, and they learn in their walk uh, with Christ and, and all those things. And like we said, every day, prayer and encouragement, we need it. So anyone, anybody, anybody that wants to give it to us, we'll, we'll definitely take it and we'll, and we'll enjoy it. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Thanks again, Coach, for taking time of your day to spend it with us. I, I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas, and we wish you all the best on the rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that very much, and, and same to you. Hope you and your family have a have a great holiday and a great Christmas. Well, thank you. That's Mark Salagis, head coach of the Roberts Wesleyan men's basketball team. Good guy, good encourager. That's a guy that I hope they take the interim label off and he gets the job full-time. I want to thank you for being with us along with Zach Barletta on the other side of the studio. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer... They share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. 
So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Thanks so much for sticking around and spending this time with us here on the Beyond the Game program. When Zach and I go down a list of things that are our favorites or perhaps not our favorites, we do it in a segment we call The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Because we're full of Christmas spirit and because we're almost out of time, this week we're only going to give you the good. We'd love to hear from you at BTG Program. You could tweet at us. You can look us up on Facebook. We want to hear what your favorite Christmas movie is. We're about to give you our top three movies. We'll start with number three. Then we'll give you two, obviously finishing with our all-time favorite Christmas movie. So let's get into it, Zach. You can lead us off. Give me your third favorite holiday movie. All right. My number three favorite Christmas movie is the original Grinch Who Stole Christmas cartoon. I, I really love the more recent ones, but the original is what I grew up on. It's it's a favorite of mine, so that's what I got to go with for my number three. My number three is, this is tough. I think I'm going to say Christmas Vacation. That's definitely on my list. There's a lot of good Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And like any other movie genre, when somebody says, hey, what's your favorite musician? What's your favorite band? What's your favorite movie? How do you pick just one? It's tough. You know, because if you're at home and you're feeling in a comedy mood, then your favorite movie is going to be something that makes you laugh if you're feeling in a drama mood. So it's very difficult to have just one. But Christmas Vacation, if you're flipping through the channels and it's on, you're, you're going to it. stop for a while. It could be June. But if it for some reason was on, you would still watch so it. So many funny parts. And my favorite, of course, it, maybe it's morbid. I apologize if you think that. But when that cat eats its way through the electrical cord. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's my number three. My number two favorite Christmas movie is the one that we have a debate about every year, and that's Die Hard. Look, Christmas is a central part of the movie. It all starts at an office Christmas party. Without Christmas, there is no Die Hard. Therefore, it's a Christmas movie, and it's my number two favorite. It's a fun debate. Okay, maybe it's not a Christmas story, if you will. And there's a couple of movies that fall into that sort of is it or isn't. You know, got Gremlins, uh, Home Alone, all Mm -hmm. these things. And yeah, they're all, to me, Christmas movies. If you have Christmas lights and, and all these things in your film, well, then it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, if it, if if it's set around Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Maybe you don't like the story. You know, it's not that necessarily that uplifting story, but Die Hard, Zach, how can you argue with Die Hard? Such a great film. Absolutely. Oh, it's fantastic. But my number two is going to be Bill Murray's Scrooge. That's a good one. I just, that entertains me. Slightly dark, but very funny to me. Slightly dark, but very funny describes most of my favorite movies. <laughs> so I'm tracking with you might, so far. Might describe your life. <laughs> All right. My Speaking of slightly dark, but very funny, my number one Christmas movie is Gremlins, which I know you're probably not surprised by. Gremlins is not just one of my favorite Christmas films, but it's one of my favorite films of all time. I have the deluxe edition at home. I love it. I know it's not super Christmassy, but it takes place during the Christmas season. At one play, at one point, one of the little Gremlins is running around wearing a Santa Claus hat. That's enough for me. Gremlins is my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. You know, I, we watched it here recently, but it's one of those ones that 
you, know, you look back and maybe it's a little cheesier than you remember. Sure. But it's fantastic. It is so good. My all-time favorite Christmas movie is The Miracle on 34th Street. With the disclaimer that it's the Elizabeth Perkins Miracle on 34th okay. Street. Not that I have anything against the Natalie Wood version, but listen, if Elizabeth Perkins is in it, it's a good movie. There you go. She looks so much like my wife was how I get away with saying that okay. she is just a strikingly beautiful woman. And it's a great story, The Miracle on 34th. It's a good one. Good family film. Interestingly, I went back and looked. Because we did this segment last year. And I kind of, maybe I was unfairly advantaged because I knew what I picked last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into this thinking, does any of my picks change? And no, none of them have changed from last year. But again, I'm going into this knowing what I had previously picked. Last year, your number three was It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. And while it certainly belongs in that conversation. It's one of the all-time greats. It depends on your mood when you're making out a list such as this. Your number two last year was that Grinch film that you made number three this year. And last year, Die Hard was your top film. Okay. Which goes to, it goes to support my point that your emotions change. So mm-hmm. What might be your favorite today, you know, six months from now, you might be in a different mood and you might feel differently about something. It's just an interesting thing Very about true. this list. I'd like to give an honorable mention to Jingle All the Way, Elf, and The Muppets Christmas Carol, which are some of my other favorites that I didn't have room to mention. Time to close out this week's show. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 tell us, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man unto his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Cooper Dawson this week announced his college commitment to Syracuse in a heartwarming way in which Dawson prioritized his friend Kingsley Feynman. After telling the crowd that while recovering from an ACL injury, Feynman taught him that the only disability is a bad attitude. Dawson wanted Feynman to be part of his signing day ceremony, so he had him sit beside him at the signing table and then whispered to Feynman his choice and let Feynman, who has cerebral palsy, make the announcement. Dawson said of Feynman's disease, it affects him greatly, but he goes around with a positive attitude. If I can resemble that, then I'll be all right. High school football player Cooper Dawson's inclusion of his friend during his signing day announcement is what I like this week. What I like this week is actually a story from last week about Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. The day after his huge game against the Eagles in week 14 in which the Cowboys won, Amari Cooper was in Joshua, Texas, working with Blue Star families to surprise a military family with sleep number beds. Amari Cooper's generosity to a military family is what I liked this week. This has been the Beyond the Game program. Thanks for being with us. Here's how you can get involved. You know we use Sports Talk Radio to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ as well as sharing some biblical applications from the world of sports to listeners all around the world each and every week. But we can't do it without you. Please consider a financial contribution to this radio ministry. And if you have a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program. For more information or to make a donation, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. Many things on the website, additional information about the program. You can listen to past broadcasts, and there's also detailed information about how you can know Jesus Christ personally. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. We wish you a very, very Merry Christmas Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. 
Be bold and be great this week, everybody. Be 